Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. There was a, a preacher the other day at a holiness church and he made the comment that there are people that watches his live stream every single week to try to dissect everything he says. And I was like, oh. how do you know I'm watching? <laughs> <laughs> I'm busted. Don't go on it. Man, I thought I was <laughs> incognito. <laughs> <laughs> every time you pop up on their live stream, it just says hillbilly broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> Getting tired of our intro, Kana. Or at least like the whole the tagline. Is this thing on? I, I don't I don't seem like it has the same punch it used to. Well, I think it's because you're not giving it the, the gumption that it needs. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you demonstrate for me the gumption that I need? Is this thing on? <laughs> I never get enough volume. <laughs> you're hired. I think you need to do it from now on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it in the beginning, and then, like, the more I did it, like, the more douche chillier I got. <laughs> you no, know, it's true. But I'll tell you what, it was it was so funny in the beginning, though. Wasn't that from, like, Phil Robertson on the Unashamed podcast? Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't from the podcast. It was the episode where they did the Thanksgiving thing, and they, like, took over a, a TV station on Duck Dynasty. Oh, okay, okay. And they had him, he's like standing out there and you know how old dudes do with technology and he's holding this microphone, <laughs> yes. he's like got it up real good. He's like, is this thing on? Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> no, how about you speak up a little louder? <laughs> <laughs> and me and so, John just rolled and laughing at it. Uh, now, have you heard about, um, have you, this was on the Unashamed podcast. Uh, they were talking about, he was, I believe, preaching or praying at, um, uh, Sadie Robertson's wedding and uh, they said they were having a lot of problems I guess with the microphone and so they said he was having to yell so people would actually hear him because I guess it was a massive wedding 
<laughs> and so they said that, but halfway through, the microphone kicks on, and they said he's just like screaming. <laughs> and the microphone, and they, they said it was like so loud, and they said people were like laughing, like holding their ears and stuff because he, he just bellowed into this microphone that he thought was off. Dude, when oh, I grow up, man. I want to be Phil Robertson. Yes, yes, I want to be as rich as Phil Robertson. <laughs> yeah, that too. I just love how like there are zero craps given. I had like what you think. It's not that he's yeah. mean. He's just got this whole thing of like, you don't like it? Big deal. It's it's true. I really like the guy a lot. I feel like I feel like he's a really good man, honestly. I've been listening to Unshane podcast now consistently from I'm on I mean, I'm only on episode like seven one seventy. Um, so I've got a long ways to go, but man, like I, just a lot of great things to say and I feel like he is actually a really good man. I've actually yeah. backed off of it a little bit lately. I, I need to get back into it. I, um, I don't know. So, sometimes I like the little beginning stuff like, where they're just carrying on. But then other times I'm like, yeah. I just want to hear the Bible study part. I'm sure people, you know, <laughs> hate it when we beat around the bush and get to a topic like, like we've done yeah. multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so where do we want to go with this one, Kanan? Uh, we've got so many things that we could talk about. I feel like, I would like to talk a little bit more about some of the past episodes we've had that I feel like I never really got to address because I'll say this when a guest is on number one, I don't want to look like a fool in front of the guest. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And so I don't say as much maybe as I would normally. And then other times after the episodes come out and you've had time to sit and think about it, you always have other things that yeah. come to your mind. That's true. That's true. Well, let's uh, let's start with uh, is his name Andrew Graham? Yes, yes. We could we could kind of hit on that for you know we could hit on that briefly and kind of give our thoughts and uh, concerns on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot there to be concerned about, but <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot to be concerned about. That. I know you were pretty like you usually don't speak up much during interviews, right? I, I really don't. I, I don't. Um, my opinion on that is, is like, I want to give the, the guy that we're the guy or girl that we're interviewing, I want to just give them all the time in the world. Um, two, um, what was it? Abraham Lincoln said, it's, uh, it's better to let people think you are ignorant than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Yes. <laughs> so, true. so I, I, uh, <laughs> I believe it was Abraham Lincoln that said that. Anyway. I thought you were getting uh, but, ready to quote Abraham Lincoln when he said, if you're a racist, I will attack you with the North. <laughs> 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 the office. I, watch, I just seen that episode that, the other day. <laughs> that, that is a good one. I remember that one. He, and he kind of like sat there and stuttered too. Yeah. And Abraham Lincoln said, if you are racist, I, I will attack you with the North. That's, that's about how he said it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you can just tell he had no idea where he was going which i almost didn't know where i was going with that. <laughs> so go go ahead well you were talking about giving the guests all of the all of the time yeah. and i agree with that because i feel like actually i just listened to an interview the other day and it was uh pci the uh, predator catchers okay. indianapolis yes and yes. dude i bet you out of an hour podcast they might have actually spoke for maybe 10 minutes. Oh, my word. Yeah, because this guy 
And actually, I, I thought about getting some clips of this interview just to show how aggravating it was because, dude, he would just start talking. He would ask a question and then he would launch into like a five minute, no joke, five minute explanation of his question. Oh, my word. It was the worst interview I ever heard, and it was not on PCI's part at all. It was completely on the interviewer. Yeah. No, that, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And so and that's, and that's so that's what I really want is, you know, obviously, we brought them on because they know more about that topic than I'll ever know about it. So it's like, you know, give them as much time and stuff. And plus, um, you know, I, I can't say that I know a ton about, um, you know, about that topic. Um, I know more than I would like to, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's, you know, it's horrible, but, uh, but no, uh, I would say though, probably the biggest thing that really caught my attention. And I actually, it was one part I was actually going to speak up, but then, um, John Hopkins actually brought it out and he couldn't have been more right. I noticed through the interview, you know, a lot of times, you know, people were talking about like, you know, like, why don't you think they can speak out? You know, do you think it's like abusive situation? Do you think, and honestly, I, and and John hit it perfectly uh, in the Hornets movement. Anyway, it's not about like abuse or anything like that, which I'm sure there are those cases, but it is just that no one talks about sex. Yeah. Um, I mean, if my mom and dad and my granddad and grandma, if they, if they even sense that that conversation would even be going anywhere remotely close to that direction. All right. All right. Clean it up. Clean it up. You know, so, you know, so, I remember the first time I heard somebody say sex and they said it like nonchalant. I'm just like, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. He said sex. And They're having like, dirty talk. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm like beat red, you know, I'm just like, you know, <laughs> it was just dirty. You didn't talk like that. So John spoke up on that and I believe that he hit the nail right on the head. That was, that was perfect. So. Yeah, there was a lot of things. There was a lot of things that stuck out to me after that interview. And actually I was still like sitting and thinking about them and, talking him over yeah. with people and then the response that we started getting from people was I mean how do you describe it when somebody's writing in to tell you things because you just did a podcast on sexual abuse I mean it's not like normal fan mail you know you're not like man it was great yeah. you know with this one it's like oh my lord yeah no it, it, yeah you're, you're absolutely right like I, yeah don't get me wrong I'm glad they wrote in and all that and, and I oh yeah keep doing yeah, it but it's kind of like you do that episode and then all this stuff starts coming in that just kind of like uh, really verifies it for you. And you're like, ah, oh, man, yeah. I wish I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anyways, I tell you what, Andrew Graham also said that um, he's not really hearing many conservative leaders speaking out against it. And that really kind of struck me as I was as I let that sit and soak a little bit, it's like, yeah, that's, that's 100% the case. You've got these it is. big holiness churches and stuff. And even since that came out, and I know that podcast has made the rounds. It is right now, I think our third most popular episode. And it's like, there's still zilch, zero, no talk about it. And that really disturbs me. Well, and they won't, they won't. I mean, that's just, that's the unfortunate thing about it. You know, was it you were telling me yesterday that uh, that there was a there was a big time preacher that was like, you don't have to tell me, uh, I'm 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 quite aware of it or whatever. And yeah. that's like, 
Yeah. Uh, you know, what I hear is, what I hear from that is, you don't have to tell me. I'd rather keep my head in the sand, you know? It's kind of what, that's kind of how it comes across. I mean, I, I don't understand how there can be so many cases. I mean, and, and I'm, and I'll even be a little generous here, not in just the Hunts movement. It's not, it's in the, it's in the Amish, it's in the Mennonites, True. it's in the Pentecostals, it's in the Baptists. I, I'm not picking on just the Hunts, but in our circles, the circles that we grew up in, the circles that we know about, we know of tons and tons of cases and they're not talking about it. They're not really trying to, Dude, I have seen more stuff swept under the rug than it, it's unreal. It is real. It's just, it's mind boggling. Here's the question I have. Why is it swept under the rug? So is this something to where people actually are just uncomfortable about it? Or is this purely a, we can't let the movement look bad. So therefore everybody shut up about it. Yes. Well, I think I think honestly, what you said there is it's a combo of, of a few different things. I think that it is for one, you know, we don't want to make anybody look bad. We don't want to make the movement look bad. Um, it's it's awkward to talk about. You know, no one really wants to deal with this. Um, so I think it's a few different things. Uh, you know, and and that's just me. That's just my opinion. I could be. I mean, somebody could listen to this podcast and be like, "Man, you're full of it." Uh, but that my opinion is, I think it's I think it's a few different things like that that they just you know they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to discuss it. Yeah. Um, you know, they just hope it goes away. And, and two, um, you know, and this is going to, this is, uh, hang with me for a second here. They don't trust God when it comes to, um, when it comes to leading you into, um, into the walk that you should be walking with Christ as far as, you know, whether you should, a uh, woman should wear pants or cut her hair or a guy should wear shorts or, you know, short sleeves or, you know, whatever. They don't trust God on God to lead you into that, but oh my, they really trust God when it comes to uh, these pedophiles running around. Oh my, God's God's forgiven them. God's forgiven them. They're fine. They're all covered by the blood. Mm, amen. Bless that's them. the truth. You know. Yeah. You know. So they trust God on certain things, but then they don't. They don't trust Him on others. So you know. And to me, Kane, and that's <clears throat> that's black and white. Okay. If somebody's hurting kids, um, say something about it or do something about it. Yes. Why is that? Why is that such a controversial thing? I really don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm just you know simple-minded, and that's very possible. But it just doesn't seem like a hard thing for me. No. No. And especially if that movement is what they say they are, and what I believe they were growing up, then it's not about the politics. It's not about you know keeping men in power. If it's purely about doing what's right and getting people to heaven. Then say something about kids getting uh, molested. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And, and something, something else that I really liked his response to some of that was their theology. It doesn't compute with it because they think you hit this level where you never sin anymore, and when somebody sins, they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, and, and kind of going back to what I said a minute ago, you know, there's a story that, you know, um, I can't remember the names now, and I wouldn't want to put the names on here anyway, but. You know, let's just say uh, his name. Say his name was Roger. Okay? okay. There's a guy named Roger going to this church. He's got a wife. Back two years ago, he got in some trouble for I think messing around with some with some uh, underage uh, kids. And uh, so this the wife asked uh, this other couple from the same church asked them if they wanted to come over, uh, him and the kids for maybe some ice cream or something like that. And uh, he's like, uh, 
well, yeah, I guess we can, but is Roger going to be there? He's like, well, I don't know if I'm really comfortable, you know, with that. Oh, come on. Roger hasn't done that in years. <laughs> Roger don't, Roger's not like that no more. <laughs> <laughs> did Roger ever serve time for what he did? I don't. Roger, as far as I know, never served any time. He never, you know, no nothing, man. Just, oh, Roger. Roger's not like that anymore. Roger got saved. Roger saved, and you know, and probably sanctified and satisfied and all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, who says Roger's uh, not like that anymore? Did Roger tell you that? Because that's what he's going to say. Yeah, that's what Roger's going to tell you. (laughs) I I haven't done that in at least 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow. So it's just like, you know, oh my. Anyway, I believe they just, they're, they're very, they're really trusting. And, uh, I think, you know, you can have those people in your church and stuff, but I think there needs to be a lot of drastic, uh, steps made. You know, we talked about the Robertson's podcast. I remember listening to Al talk about one. There was a guy that was coming to their church that had been uh, convicted of, uh, molestation. And, uh, Al sat him down and, uh, Al said, Hey, we want you here at the church. You know, uh, we love you. God loves you. Uh, we want you here, but, uh, this is things that you won't be doing. You know, you won't be helping out with this, 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 and this. Um, when you go to the bathroom, there will be always an adult uh, supervising you. And, you know, and I'm like, why Why can't all churches be like that? Why can't all pastors just kind of just jump in and be like, hey, you know, hey, love you. We want you here. God loves you. But uh, this is you won't be doing this. You won't be helping out with that. Um, you will be accompanied, accompanied by somebody at all times. You know, and I'm like, man, that that's amazing, dude. That's great. Like, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, and that's common sense. And yeah. something you just said there a little bit ago that they're they're very trusting, and I think that the the normal run of the mill member is like that. That's the reason why. And I think there's a lot of good people in that movement. But yeah, I, does, I agree. Does this? Can you say the same thing about the leadership, though? That they're just trusting. That's why they let this stuff just go, and nobody talks about it, that. They they just have faith in that individual. Because to me, it, it seems like it'd be awful hard to make the case that the leader, yeah, just well, he's just trusting. So therefore, he he's not going to talk about it. I think it's like cowardice or you know a political move because oh, yeah. they don't want the yeah. the movement no, tainted or something. Yes. I believe it. I believe you're right, dude. I believe it's heavy into politics, and uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I would say that's probably your biggest thing right there. Is is probably just you know, yeah. And I'm not gonna lie. I've been pretty. I've been kind of ticked lately, and it's not that I think that our show is anything special because it's you know it's not. But I know that people in that movement and leaders in that movement have heard that episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the fact that. It's not that I want them to address our show. Just address the problem. Don't mention our show. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. never have to yeah. listen to us again. You never. But the fact they know about it and yeah. still it's mum the word, mum's the word, man. And that, yeah. there's been times I've been finding myself just getting freaking angry at that. Yeah. Like they know there's I a problem it. and they refuse to do anything about it. Yep. Continue to just sit on their hands and do nothing. Yeah. And this stuff's happened in the past. Why should we think it's not happening right now? And I'll tell you, this, I know Kane and me and you talked about this. I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. But what was described by 
the local TV station in that area, and I think even the prosecuting attorney, don't hold me to that, of Hancock County, West Virginia, they described what was the, they said it was the worst case of sexual abuse they'd ever seen in the county. Yeah. And it was committed by two holiness men that me and you were around for years as kids at Clinton camp. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I remember watching that video, dude. That was that was unreal watching that dude. Like so many flashbacks of like seeing them around Clinton. As soon as I saw their faces, I was like, Yep, I seen them. I know seen them all the time. I know. Yep. And for the judge, and maybe one of these days we should play the clip. I don't have it ready now, but the judge was so ticked off at the oh, yeah. at the dad, oh, yeah. which was uh Kevin, I'm sorry, Carl Halstead. Halstead. Yes. He was so ticked off at him. He said, if I had the authority to do so, you would be on death row today. Yeah. He said, but the state of West Virginia does not have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. He, he, he was wanting to give it to him, and uh, they don't even have it in the state of uh, West Virginia. <laughs> so, but he's still yet. Carl Halstead got sentenced to up to 300 years. That's how bad the assault was. Yes. Yes, he did. He won't. He won't see the light of day again. No, no. But, thank goodness. But here, here's, here's. Oh yes, absolutely. And here's what I find interesting. I have not heard anybody from Clinton Camp say one word about that. And yes. they were there for years. I know. Now, cor- correct me if I'm wrong. If you've heard anything, I'm sorry. I but I've not heard them say anything about them. And that's been what three years ago, two three years ago. Uh, they got con- they got convicted in. 2014, I think. Okay. Okay. See, and I haven't heard anything. I haven't needed anything from, from, uh, from Clinton camp on that. And them guys were around there all the time, man. And to me, it's like, okay, dude, kids just ran, you know how it was. We just had a childhood up there. We just, we just ran free all over that place. Oh, I I know, dude. I, uh, I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, like, how did we stay safe? And who, possibly didn't uh didn't stay safe you know i know uh, of course i was a fat little kid no one was wanting me at that time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so here's my thing instead of these preachers getting up and talking about how people just aren't taking the good old-fashioned way anymore or there's people trying to destroy the movement or these people are just uh going directly against the word of god which we all know is bullcrap Instead yeah. of getting up there and saying that, why don't you just start taking some measures to keep this kind of thing from happening in your church? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And then, exactly hey, right. what do we have then to holler about? Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Other right. than your standards. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, don't even get me started on that. Dude. We will find we, something we to holler to- about. <laughs> Dude, we need to we need to transfer over in that a little bit now. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm tired of talking about rapists. So transferring over in that a little bit. Did you ever get the clip of this man preaching on uh, the socks and the hat on backwards and all that? Uh, I don't have it handy. I could get it, oh, but it would probably man. take me a couple minutes. Yeah, no, I don't want to put you out. Um, but man, we need to get that together, dude. We got to talk about that, dude. So what? So so the listeners. So they know mm-hmm. uh, we have found ourselves a what we would call a gold mine. <laughs> 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 well, because 
correct me if I'm wrong, we have always, we've always like said like, Hey, this is what they're saying. You know, you know, this is what they're spouting. It's crap. You know, don't listen to it or whatever, but we never had any uh, really good um, basis, I guess you could say, because we didn't have any video or audio uh, recordings of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because most of them strict churches actually don't even have uh, like any sort of live stream or anything like that. Yeah. They don't really but, believe uh, And a lot of them don't believe in the internet too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So uh, when you, you're the one that came across this and actually found it, and this is a church that I know of and know of well. Um, oh yeah. There is, there is some great audio stuff in there. So when that comes on, that is going to be great to just uh, really dissect into that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I would like to play it just to prove to people what what we saw yeah and what we heard as young people yeah because i think i've even come across this response before and it's valid from people that weren't in the in the crazier side of the movement like uh like me and you were but they'll yeah. be like ah man them people's crazy we don't believe like that yeah and yeah. um a lot of the the big holiness churches that you see online do most of their services their sermons will be just fine just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And so it'd be like, well, man, how do I prove this point to people? But we found one <laughs> the other day, <laughs> dude, we, we do need, I think when you come down, yes, we need to just sit and play this thing and just let people I, see what we're talking about. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's kind of what we decided on anyway, wasn't it? When um, I got down there, I think we, we did talk actually, about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, cause I think that'd be better. Cause man, Oh my word, dude! Us together sitting around a table laughing at that—that's going to be amazing. Well, it's going to be amazing. It was crazy because yes, you're right, and just so people have a general idea of what to keep looking for in, in a future episode, this guy was cool. preaching against wearing your hat backwards. He was preaching against wearing shoes with no socks. <laughs> Doggone it! Um, he was preaching against wearing bibbed overhauls with one strap unbuttoned. What? I'm being totally serious, dude. Dude. Totally serious. That's, one, that's a new one to me. Yeah. Dude, that's unreal. So, I mean, I mean, so let's address the hat on backward right quick. But, you know, I don't know if you knew this or not, but my family, they are, they're, they were big and against uh, the hat on backwards, man. And what was, um, what was the reason? Uh, they said it was a sign of rebellion. Yeah, uh, that was this guy's point, too, yeah. They said that, like, uh, you know, my dad, he would say, I'll tell you what, I don't care what little movie you watch, man. It could be a little kid movie. But I'm going to tell you something. The bad boy always has his hat on backwards. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. That's a, that's a strong argument. That's, that's really strong. I love it. Um, I guess he yeah, never watched so, American Sniper <laughs> where the good dude puts yeah, his hat on backwards and lights some people up. <laughs> yeah, for real. for I guess he's never been on a four-wheeler either. So, I mean, that, that is that. Or a motorcycle. I mean, so, but I do, I bet you right now, dude, I walk into my grandma and grandpa's house. I walk in with my hat on backwards. Dude, grandpa, dude, I wouldn't probably stand in there five seconds with them out and say, hey, turn that hat around, boy. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. So, it, it's just, it's funny, dude, but that's going to be great. But, um, but hey, dude, in other news, uh, did you know IHC is going on? I did. I did. Is it fashion week? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It is. Dude, no, 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 man. It is. It is. Um, I'm just joking. Yeah, people. I know there's people that listen to go to IHC. I, we're just, I'm just kidding. Why are you kidding? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't apologize for truth. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, 
Dude, I have literally, dude, I have seen ladies when I was a kid changing their clothes two and three times a day. And it's like, goodness, are you sweating that bad? Like, what, what, you know, like, goodness, have you spilled like all that food that you've been shoveling down all day? Are oh, you like, dude. you spilling all over your clothes or what? Oh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, goodness. <laughs> you are going hard at it, man. <laughs> dude, I was, dude. Probably five minutes before this podcast started, man. I I actually uh, looked up Facebook and it just happened to pop up. I see, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was a Bible school. I don't know which Bible school it was. They actually weren't half bad. Um, they were singing that song "Jesus Never Fails," and uh, I, it sounded like a Disney production, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I've listened they, to some of the music they, from there this year. Yeah, they got they got it together. I was actually more impressed. I mean, the guy would sing a little tune and then the woman would come in and sing a little tune. And I was like, okay. okay. Then the choir would kind of come in there and butcher it up. And then they would kind of come back in there. You know, I was like, okay, all right. And then they would just finish with let it go, let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Please, please let it go. <laughs> oh, man. oh, dude. No, man. Have, have you heard any of the preaching from there lately or no? I have. I have. There was a, a preacher the other day at a holiness church and he made the comment that there are people that watches his live stream every single week to try to dissect everything he says. And I was like, oh. how do you know I'm watching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm busted. Don't go on it. Man, I thought I was <laughs> incognito. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you pop up on their live stream, it just says Hillbilly Broadcast. My opinion dude. is that's true. And if you're not ashamed of what you're saying, then don't worry about who's watching. And if they're dissecting, yeah, exactly. then, you know, if you can defend against it, yeah, I do watch a lot. Because I'm curious as to what's being preached. I like yes. I like my mindset to be pushed back on. Yes, absolutely. As well, so I'll listen to them and try to figure out if I'm still on the right track or not. Absolutely. And here's the thing, too. If you don't want us to dissect it, how about you just start preaching truth and facts? And uh, <laughs> then you don't have then you don't have then you don't have to worry about us dissecting it. Because Yikes. there would no longer there would no longer be anything to uh, dissect. <laughs> Dude, you're a savage, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you all this will be cut out, won't it? <laughs> Heck no. <laughs> oh man, dude! If I uh, if they didn't like me before, they definitely aren't going to like me now. Have mercy. <laughs> I, I, no, I uh, now tell me if you don't mind. Of course, you can you can edit out if you want. Who was the preacher that said that? Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, to dissect his sermons. Well, and I will tell you gracious. what. I think we've referenced him maybe a time or two on the podcast, but I always thought it was in a positive light. So I don't know, like, I don't think we've thrown yeah, a major yeah, amount of shade yeah. his way. No, I don't think so either. I mean, honestly, I've always tried to be nice to certain other preachers because, I mean, I, I know, I know a lot of them, you know, and so mm-hmm. do you. So it's like, I try not to be just outright mean, you know, I, that's not, that's not <clears> my intent anyways. Right. Um, but I'm also not the type to, uh, you know, dance around the issue either. Well, a lot of times too, a lot of stuff that we say, we say jokingly. We just yes, don't absolutely. say absolutely. after every joke, Hey, I'm joking. And I think I'm joking. I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're pretty savage with each other. 
And yeah. so then yeah. maybe we're a little harder on other people than they're used to. Yeah. But we do a lot of jokers, yeah. like the old fashion week thing. The whole, you know, it's like, hey, I would expect somebody to throw jokes at me like that. Like, to me, that's fun. But some people yeah. don't really know how to handle that. They, they don't. A lot of them don't. Fact, um, I'll give you yeah. an instance. I'll give you, for instance, I was at a church camp one time when I was a kid, and I don't remember if I've told this story on the podcast or not. And I made a joke. I think I have. I made a joke about beer and pretzels. <laughs> ah, yes. I was like 12 years old. Pretzels. Yeah, the old beer and pretzels. And dude... <laughs> it gets <you> every time. <laughs> it got me this time, I'll tell you that. <laughs> One of the, like, the holiness leaders, they took me aside, dude, and they freaking lit me up. Because <laughs> I had the oh, nerve man. to make a joke about beer and pretzels. <laughs> beer and pretzels. Now... <laughs> What you should have said was wine and pretzels, and then it would have been more biblical. <laughs> so, so today, or was it today or yesterday, I was at work, and I was joking around with the guys, because you know they're, uh, some of the guys at work are pretty conservative, and uh, they said something about, uh, one of the guys said something about, you know, redneck saying, hold my beer. And I said, you know, I said, actually, the one that actually brought that on was Jesus. I said, his first miracle he did, I said, he said, hold my wine and watch this. <laughs> and, uh, and and they, they kind of chuckled, but they didn't really know how to take that one. <laughs> and, and so, <laughs> oh, that's actually, that's actually, I can't take credit for that. That's not original. That's a uh, Jace Robertson uh, saying right there. Well, so, if it's good enough but, for Jace uh, Robertson, it's good enough for me. Yes, because I like Jace Robertson. Dude, um, I would I would travel a long ways to hear one of those guys preach. I would too. I, honestly, man, uh, Jace Robertson actually has that. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard him talk about that uh, plantation they have down there that they him and his wife bought. Yeah, was that Louisiana or um, Texas? Yeah, I believe that's in. I believe that's in Louisiana. Okay, I believe. And, uh, but you can Airbnb, they Airbnb that out and you can stay there. And I would love to go down there and stay a couple nights and then go to their, one of their church services. Now, my luck, I would go down there the week they're not there, but, yeah. uh, <clears throat> but I, I would, I would love to go down there and see if I could, you know, just to hear them preach or teach or, you know, speak. I, it'd be amazing. It'd be it, amazing. it has crossed my mind to go down there, like drive or fly down. Just to yeah. go hear Phil preach at uh, what is that uh, White's Ferry Road University Church? I think it is. Uh, okay, yeah, I think it. Yeah. Well, dude, we ought to just we ought to just make plans to do it together, man. We should. We really should. We'll honestly. just show up down there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Want you guys have us over for dinner? And uh, you know, we we did drive yeah. all this way. <laughs> we did drive all this way, brother Phil. <laughs> you owe oh. us, man. <laughs> I heard that the last, there was a guy that, uh, I guess he called Al, got in touch with Al, and he said, he said he wanted to have dinner with, uh, Phil Robertson. Phil Robertson told him, said, no, nah, no, nah, you know, I'm okay. You know, me and Mr. K are just up here, you know, kind of relaxed. You know, we don't, we, we really don't want any visitors right now. So Al told him, well, he called, Al called back and said, dad, this guy really wants to, really wants to have dinner with you and mom, you know, you know, and then, he said, no, no, not going to do it. That guy told Alice, said, tell him I'll pay him 30000 to do it. Holy cow. So he, 
So he, he calls back and said, Dad said he's offering thirty thousand to eat dinner and he said, I'll have Miss K get the stove on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I thought that was funny. I was like, dude, that's awesome right there. That is good. So that's just something but, to keep yeah. in mind if any one of our fans want to pay thirty thousand dollars to have dinner with us. <laughs> Yeah. We'll, we'll take on. you out to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I'll make you I'll the finest it. hamburger helper you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we can afford. <laughs> oh. oh my <laughs> lord! <laughs> no, I'll tell you, but no, but I see, man. You know, I see. Really was a, was a blast when I was a kid, and uh, I just hate that they moved it over into Gatlinburg. Not because I don't like Gatlinburg; I love Gatlinburg, but man that's a six and a half hour run for me, you know, back when it was at Dayton, you know, I could run an hour and 45 minutes and I could be there, you know, so I could go for, for like a day trip. But, why'd they uh, change it you know, from, why'd they leave Dayton? Uh, I get, from what I understood was, is Dayton was not going to open up their convention center. The restrictions were just ridiculous. Oh, and, okay. uh, so, but, but I hear that from them moving it from, uh, from Dayton to uh, Gatlinburg, I hear that the numbers have just went up a ton. Um, because, you know, Gatlinburg is just a great tourist attraction, you know? So, uh, yeah, um, I would imagine. Cause you can go right straight from the old smoky moonshine distillery straight over to IAC. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Why didn't I go there this year, doggone it? <laughs> Man, now, now I'm regretting not going to IAC. <laughs> Dude, no joke. When I was a kid, I, well, I, I was a kid, I was probably 16, 17. Me and Mariah were just, uh, we were just dating and uh, we were sitting in service and, you know, there in Dayton, just down the road was a, uh, from the convention was an Arby's. And so I told Mariah, I said, I'm hungry. And so we left the service, went down and got some, uh, got a few of them uh, Arby sandwiches. I shoved them in my pants, walked them back in the service, went up in the top bleachers and heard somebody preach and eat my, my roast beef sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> but man. If I knew I could have had some uh, old smoky uh, moonshine with it, man, I would have been set. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Man. Heck yeah, dude. Dude, this, the circles try. that I used to run in, they preached against IHC. Oh, so you were a little stricter than I was. Yeah, I think so. And for those that oh, don't know what we're uh, talking about, it's the, what is it, can Inner Church Holiness Convention? I think so. International Holiness Convention or something like that. Yeah, it was it was preached against in some of my circles. They would always tell this story. And you know how stories can be, so I really don't put much stock in it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not defaming IHC when I say this. I'm just pointing out a ludicrous story that I heard. Yeah. Um, the story was that somebody talked to a hotel manager in Dayton, Ohio, which was the hotel that all the holiness people would stay in. And the hotel yeah. manager said, during that week that IHC is here, the porn usage goes through the roof. <laughs> that was all me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, oh, man. oh dude. Oh my lord. Oh, man. 
<laughs> Why do I believe that? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's really not. But, um, dude, well, I mean, okay. So say that's true. Say that story is true. Okay, yeah. Man, dude, you had so many freaking holiness boys, you know, 15, 16-year-old boys, like, just running around with all of these, all these girls. And I mean, like, I'm not excusing. I'm not saying that at all. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, it, 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 it could have possibly been true. I mean, dude, like, it was a known thing that if you were 15, 16 years old, man, you were going there to look for a girl. Like, you, you know, you want to see the, want to see them skirts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> see them skirts, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, so yeah, I mean, that, that very well could be, but man, like, is that the only thing you really can point at it and be like, I mean, that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that, but it's like, man, don't penalize the parents, you know, and the good people because, you know, there was a, you know, maybe a bunch of teenage boys that were, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, well, and here, it, here's it, the thing too. If all those guys, which I don't believe that story, but if all those guys did have a porn addiction, wouldn't you want them in church? Yeah, church is the best place for them. Trying to get help for it? Where else do you want them? At the beach? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. And and here's the thing, too. Here's why I don't really believe it. Because it's not verifiable. You know, it was just told. It's like, I was told that somebody talked to the hotel manager. All right, so what is this? Like 15th hand information? Well, and that's exactly right, man. Because I've heard that same story. And you're... You're right. Like, how many years has that story been going around? Like, dude, that that story is like forever old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know. And I will say this: when I heard that story, it was back before smartphones come along, so it was a lot harder to obtain porn back then. So, like, it was. Here's what I don't understand. I remember Gavin used to say all the time, "Like, think it through, think it through." So, some dude's there with his wife and kids to go to IHC. And you're in a one-room motel, and somehow yeah. he's going to find the time to watch porn while his wife and kids are asleep, like in the same motel room. I don't. Yeah, yeah. This seems logistically yeah. really hard to do. <laughs> no, it, it would. I mean, I I see it. now how I used to do it is take the TV in the bathroom with me. It's <laughs> 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 three o'clock in the morning. I'm looking a fifty inch in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but no, you're exactly right though. Like how, like really that you're right because that is before smartphones and stuff. So you would have to watch it on the TV and, and dude, let me tell you something, man. IHC has you so stinking busy. Dude, I, I don't really see how there'd ever be time to just go up to the room and just, you know, you yeah. know, I mean, it, it, it's possible, but man, no. Nah, well, I, in I fact, if a man, if a man did have time to attend all the activities there and watch porn, I'd be pretty impressed. I mean, this man's this man's yeah. time management skills are impeccable. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> 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 and I'm kidding for all the uh, fundamentalists in the back of the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Dude. Oh gee, it's true. It's true, man. Oh, we've had some good fun tonight, man. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's been, it's been really good. I enjoy a little laid back, even though we yeah. still hit on some serious stuff. But here's the thing. When me and you get together, this is like we talk about serious stuff. And oh, we do. We, we have do. a lot of dark humor. So we laugh at a lot of things yes. we probably 
most people wouldn't laugh at, but uh, most people would probably uh, uh, they'd probably stop when I see it. <laughs> well, here's the thing: you can sit and cry about it, or you can make a joke out of it. And uh, yeah, I, mean, I still think it's serious, like, whether I'm laughing about uh, it or yeah. whatever. Yes, absolutely. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.